Welcome back to show number four of the About That Wallet podcast called Getting Financially Naked Dual. This episode is going to be a little longer than normal, but I think it was necessary uh, because it is two people instead of yourself, which requires more patience, more um, understanding of where each other's at. And you have to understand that this is not a one-time deal. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, I did not go as slow as I did last time. So please do not uh, do not bash me on that one. Anyway, hope y'all enjoyed the show. And here we go. Welcome to the About That Wallet podcast, where I, your host, Anthony Weaver, will provide quick history, actionable strategies, and futuristic ideas surrounding that cash flow mindset. Please join me on the quest on getting to know about that wallet. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode um, today is talking about getting financially naked with someone else. Uh, so this one came to be because I got financially, once I understood that I was financially naked by myself, it was a lot easier to get financially naked uh, when I was dating. So it was more comfortable to talk about my finances in the beginning to kind of say, hey, this is my debts. This is my plans to getting out of debt. And are you willing to deal with this particular uh, situation that I'm going through? So I say all this to kind of make sense about why this episode is more meaningful to me now because it helped build the foundation of me getting into my marriage. So I think this is the first time I actually talked about my marriage, but uh, this right here actually laid the foundations uh, for my marriage. And also I think it's very important for those of you who are playing house uh, where you and your person that you're enjoying your time with on a day-to-day to sit down and really get to know each other's finances, just lay everything out on the table. The reason why I say this is the, the foundation for most relationships that I've came across is because um, I think it was on today.com why they talk about why couples get divorced. Um, Though they talked about on their show about what to do with a wedding ring after a divorce. But also in this article, they say the number one thing is infidelity, which is cheating on the other one. I would kind of label it more so um, commitment expectations or that they lack or the lack of commitment, because it really 
just doesn't make sense on why would you cheat on someone that you really want to be with? So the next thing that they talk about is money, money problems, uh, which is one of the, the major things that a lot of people don't, I mean, already we don't talk about enough in our communities in day-to-day life. So when it comes to marriage, it's kind of like it's going to come back up again because one person is seeing it differently than the other. And you're just sitting around like, why are you so upset? Why don't you see it my way? Like, I like to pay my bills online and 10 days ahead of time, or I like to contribute more than the minimum payment to the bills versus your partner could be like, well, I only want to pay the minimum because X, Y, and Z. Thirdly on here, they have addictions. I mean, everybody has their addictive problems. Like some people are not just addicted to drugs, but also you got to think about uh, gambling. Gambling's a big thing. It's an addiction. You got to look at uh, your sports. Uh, Are they constantly in the sports and got to go to the sports clubs and got to do this and got to do that. But also understanding as you as a person, is that the type of lifestyle that you are willing to take on uh, with this addiction that they have? Because it also can cost you financially with this addiction. If your finances are not aligned to focus on that particular hobby that that person is. So that's one of those things you got to look into. I mean, eating is an addiction. Uh, I have a special budget for eating because I love pastries. By the way, if y'all want to send me pastries, you can send me pastries at P.O. Box 1877, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. So... Uh, You can always send pastries there. It's great. Um, Fourth on here, they said extraordinary situations. I mean, death in the family, death of children. Um, You have families moving in, families moving out. Those things uh, do come up to play. Say if it's a tragic accident, um, Though most of the time you say that you love that person for better or for worse, but sometimes the worst is more than that person can handle. So people do decide to leave there. Incompatibility, I mean, you're just incompatible. Like, it's kind of like you got together without really even thinking about it and just kind of like, oh, yeah, I like you. You like me. Let's, Let's get married instead of really taking the time to understand that person throughout the seasons, all four seasons. I heard that recently on some talk show where the person that was talking, their mother said, just like how you are buying a house, to really get to know that person all four seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. I know it's out of place, but you know what I mean. And and even from a religious standpoint, like how religious are they compared to how religious are you? I mean, 
you might not like going to church every day or every Sunday or every Wednesday in between sessions or third session on a Sunday, sometimes Saturday, just to prepare for Sunday. You know, it might not just be for you. Uh, then you have just have some differences that just can't be reconciled. But I mean, hopefully, before you even decided to marry this person or even move them into your living space, that you've hashed these problems out. I mean, I understand that some people are arranged marriages, but if you don't have an arranged marriage, this is kind of like a, a, a thing to look into. So let's get back on. It's enough with today's with today.com for this episode. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh yeah, social norms. So I'm gonna go through pretty much what is normal and does it, the social norm has to be your norm? I say all that to say when you look at other marriages and you see other couples and you're like, oh yeah, they look so happy and how do they stay married so long? Or how did they meet each other? It's it's not normal. I mean, the normal that you see in the American lifestyle usually are just a husband and wife and then you have some kids. Typically, as more stuff is getting put out there in the media, you see that a lot of people have kids out of wedlock, which is a norm. Um, Kids usually grow up without the father involved, which is the norm. But it doesn't have to be your norm. And hopefully this episode is to drive home that you can do this together. It doesn't have to be a tit for tat type deal. You just under, once you understand where this person is coming from, because you already know where you're at from the previous show that you're already naked and you know what you want to do with your life and where you want to go. So this is a reminder that seven out of 10 people are broke. Broke in the sense that they are living paycheck to paycheck. And this is coming from Forbes.com where they say 78% of workers live paycheck to paycheck. Regardless of how much money they have, we all know that 100 plus thousand dollars, like a year paycheck, is really not that much money when in the grand scheme of things. If you're if you don't have plans in place to deal with that type of income, because they call it a um, scope creep or financial creep, I usually call it. Look at it as a, as an analogy, like the goldfish. 
that will grow as large as the fishbowl that it's in. So if you have, say if you only make about 20000 a year, or as impoverished lines, according to Health and Human Services, for one person household, the poverty line is at $12,700. That's the poverty line for 2020. And also how they make all the all the laws for that particular uh, poverty line, which means that you can't make more than 300% of the poverty line. So with the poverty line, saying that you're living in poverty, let's double this. So let's say that you make 24000 a year, just doubling the poverty line and living paycheck to paycheck. But let's just say you get 500 times that amount. So that puts you at about $60,000 a year. If you don't know how to handle even that 24000 what makes you think that 60000 would really make a difference? It would only make a difference if you already have the plans in play for where your money's going to go, which means that you need to have a budget. <laughs> the budget really helps you understand where your money is going. I drove this a lot in the previous episode. If you haven't checked it out, check out episode three that, you know, this is very important to have a budget, Um, not just for yourself, but now that you're living with someone, you guys need to sit down and really take the time out to see what line items that you cannot live without together. So have your house bills, together. You have um, the insurances for the house. If you have children, the insurances for the children. Then also you're talking about the taxes that are involved. So you also have the um, renter's insurance and so forth. So all your household needs are taken care of. Now this is where I'll probably get a lot of comments about later is about how to separate your finances. Dave Ramsey focused a lot to say, well, you're married. You guys should have one bank account because now it's our money. But he's also very stern that if you're not married, you should never combine your money until you're married, which is one of the things I kind of wish I had known about it before. Because in my previous relationship, I did move in. And because he wasn't married, it was just that constant battle financially on um, who's going to take over what. And when, because for me, I needed to make sure that the internet is on and that the electricity bill was paid. So I took over the internet bill and the electricity bill moving in because I needed those two things to function for work. But but by doing so, it was 
a back and forth thing because I didn't understand what was the rationale behind just keeping one bill so far behind and like budget billing was something I didn't like because of the way how it was structured. So, and all this other stuff that she had aligned with that. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. If you are enjoying this episode or finding anything useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere on the internet. It is one of the best ways you can help new listeners find me, such as yourself. You can always support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash about that wallet or anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. Going back to the bill setup and your budget is to really sit down and hash out what things that you guys really see eye to eye on like yes this is a must that we have to get done and pay on every month quarter or annual and agree upon that now if you're just playing house which means just boyfriend and girlfriend living together um ask yourself how serious this relationship is is it really going anywhere if not, I suggest to move out. Um, is it's safer that way? Uh, from the extent in case things don't work out, you don't have to worry about finding where you're going to live at, try to move all your stuff, make sure you got everything out of the place, and you don't have that extra drama. So then that in- comes back to the point of the communication piece that you need to have this discussion. It's very important for the sake of the relationship. And also if you plan on taking this dating phase to the next level. Now that next level, which is everything that I've been kind of building up to, which is about your choices. Your choices together as a couple should focus on, again, those needs to function. Now, according to the statistics that I'm seeing on my podcast already, it's more women listening to this than men are. Um, And sadly, statistically, more women Um, I guess I can look this up, but it seems like more women are actually into finances than men are. However, you always hear about the men are the head of the household, but are they really? And it didn't dawn on me until I started working at Best Buy years ago when during the orientation, um, especially during Black Friday, they said, remember that the women or the wives are the purse holders. The men are just there. 
So if you want somebody to purchase something, you need to get the women buy-in, see how they can actually purchase it. Because I've experienced it where the guy was like, well, yeah, well, like this and that. But then the wife will come over and say, well, what did he say that he wanted? And you go to tell him, and then it's like, well, we're not getting that. So it's like you need that woman. Uh, woman, I, I give that to you that you you are really holding down the household. So do not discourage when it comes to the finances. If the guy is saying like, well, yeah, I got the finances. This is the way the things are. Tell him that it is very important and it means a lot to you and you want to help the family to grow together. And I need to sit down with you to go over these finances. Either A, things aren't adding up. Uh, B, you just want to know because in case anything happens. And C, it's your money, like, why not? So, but that's if you have your bills combined. Now, in my household, we have everything separate because we look at it, well, this was our communication in the beginning is that whoever name is on a bill, they pay it, the other person will just pay the other half. Then from the next point, it will be the, the both of us can spend our own money on whatever we want and find entertaining to us. So there is no financial infidelity that we're going behind somebody else's back to purchase the things that we want. However, we hold each other accountable for our financial goals. Like for me, my goal is to pay off my student loans. So every time I purchase something, I try to keep them small items, but not as frequent as I used to because my main focus is to pay off my student loans. Whereas her financial goals is to learn how to invest. So I take the time out to show her different investment avenues or try to find ways that can kind of educate her on making proper choices. Um, well, not proper choices, but choices that align with her goals and her why for investing. Um, so this choices also come down to like fast food. Like how often are you guys eating out? Take a look at that. Um, take a look at you guys' needs and wants. Um, do you really need those extra pair of socks or those extra shoes or that additional video game console? Do you really need that extra computer or, I don't know, a stern wheel cover? Like, think about all the stuff that, is this really a need or is this a want? Every time you go to purchase something, if it's a want, really think long and hard about it. I'll say take about 48 hours to 72 hours 
to really see if there's something that you really want in your in your life. Will it really make a difference? Um, and then learn from others' choices. Or do you like do you learn from other people's choices or do you just repeat them? Uh, just think about from Lion King where Rafiki had hit Simba upside the head the first time with his staff. And then the second time, Rafiki tried to hit Simba upside the head, but Simba ducked, which means that Simba had learned from his past mistakes and corrected them this time. So I want you guys as a couple to really sit down and learn and talk about, you know, your past and history with finances. Take this time together, I'll say, maybe pick an hour um, later today or on the weekend to just kind of, you know, talk about your finances, talk about the things that you've learned. Make this a fun event. Uh, this can be an ongoing thing um, because you'll be surprised on what you'll discover and how they will react to different finance advice. So in case, like some people who grew up with their grandparents because their parents weren't involved, or if they grew up with adopted parents, you get to see, you'll get a different feel between the way they were brought up and also the way you were brought up. And that will help out when you guys have this conversation of, okay, so what is your why? Like, why are you doing things? You actually get to further understand what their motive is and help each other out going forward. Um, this goes into one of the sections that I have here, uh, information gathering. Um, so when it comes to researching each other's past, you also want to look into what changes have they done recently? Um, like, have their views of money changed over the years? Like, what ways do they plan to change if they haven't thought about changing it um, going forward? I had a quote here. Oh, yes, I want you to actually write down this phrase. I'll wait for you to get a pen and paper. Okay. So the phrase is, when I live my life from a position of financial strength, I will. And I want you to finish the rest of that quote. What will your life be from a from a position of financial strength. And for those from a financial strength, look at it as if you had the money today to actually quit your job, you'll be okay for a whole year. What will your life look like from that point? So during this information gathering phase, I also want you to understand looking from like learning from other doctors, such as psychologists, that will help you and your other, and your significant other, 
to get on the same page. Um, if not on the same page, but to have that mediator that's non-judgmental to kind of create that space for you all. If you can't find a space inside your own home, you can actually look into, if you are not self-employed, look into your employer's appreciation program. I think it's called the EAP. Um, it's pretty much just a program for employees where you have access to um, like other doctors or other facilities. Like they help you out with even financial planning. They help you out with uh, marriage counseling, grief counseling, and all that stuff like that within your organization. It's called a employee assistant program. That's right. So that's what you want in your company. See if, if you never heard of it, talk to your supervisor, find it, and uh, sign up for it. It's free. It's part of you as an employee to get it, uh, to get that advice. And also, they cannot fire you because you went in there to, and to just kind of have that type of psychological therapy for yourself and also your significant other, especially if you want to take this stuff seriously. Um, you have educators out there on finances and other aspects around relationships and finances. So take time out to look at some TED Talks online about that. And also, the the main question is really, who do you believe um, at the end of the day? After all this information that you've gathered, who do you really believe? And if that person is somebody you believe, hopefully that person is you, that you believe yourself and believe in yourself that you can do this. I hope that second person that you believe in is your significant other. So moving on from information gathering, I want you to start thinking about life hacks. Like, create a baseline. Like, it's almost like how you're doing with your financial uh, snapshot. So I want you to take time out to look at photos from when you were, like, let's say five to ten years ago. Take a photo from there and then take a photo from, like, today or the most recent one. And if you notice, like, you can think about all those hard times that you've been through to get to where you are today. So let's take this time out today and write down, or in a sense, take a snapshot, a baseline photo of your finances and your relationship and see where it grows uh, within, you know, give it a month, not even a month, give it one year time to see how things go. Take it all four seasons. And if things aren't looking the way that you really planned them out to be, what are you doing or what can you both do to change the situation or get out of the situation? It is best to take the take a hard look at the numbers, take the hard look at your feelings. 
Because at the end of the day, as I said in the very beginning, is that you're the only one left in that box. So my takeaways for today's episode is to first understand the social norms. Are those norms going to be your norms? Secondly, let's take a look at the choices. Um, are you making the choices that you need to make to reach your goals as a couple? Thirdly, is information gathering. Really take time out to investigate what each other's history is, what resources are available to kind of help you reach your goal as a couple. Um, Again, utilizing that employee, um, that employee assistance program and look into lifestyle hacks. And then lastly, is make a decision. You guys have to make a decision and really take a hard look at what you guys are willing to do and sacrifice to make this work. I wish you all the best. Uh, hopefully, you got, hopefully you guys are going to have that nice long conversation and have fun with it. Finances are serious, but it's just numbers. Everything else behind it is all feeling and behavior. You got this. If you have any questions or concerns um, or comments, don't hesitate to leave me a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. Or even you can shoot me an email at about that wallet at gmail.com. You guys have a wonderful day. Take care. Thank you for listening to that episode of About That Wallet Podcast. If you want to listen to more or just couldn't get enough, please follow us at aboutthatwallet.com. You can follow us at Instagram at aboutthatwallet or even join our Facebook group at aboutthatwallet. I look forward to hearing from you all, and you have a wonderful day. Remember, you are important.